This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotatonetwork.com. Hi, this is Shane. And this is Virginia. And this is, wait, you've never seen a podcast dedicated to discussing well-known movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. And today we're discussing, wait, you've never seen Gaslights? I've been gaslit before, but I've never seen the movie. So, <laughs> up front, so, uh, there's basically one big trigger warning. This movie is where the term gaslighting comes from. And what is that? So... Well, if you let me continue. Oh, I thought we were having a conversation. Um, this movie <laughs> is basically a textbook case of gaslighting because that's where the term comes from. So if if gaslighting is very triggering for you, this is probably not a movie for you to watch. Having said that, if you've never been quite clear on what gaslighting is, this movie is a textbook case of gaslighting, so you may want to watch it Unless or until you yourself get triggered because it is so irritating. It Just to watch him lie to her freaking face. I, I just want to reach through the oh, TV oh, and no. strangle him. Can we, just for, you know, just for clarity though, can we have a definition of gaslighting? So gaslighting, this is from Wikipedia, but it is accurate, so. You're not going to open up the DS, the DS, the DMS... DSM-5? DSM-5? No. Okay. Uh, Gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation in which a person seeks to sow seeds of doubt in a targeted individual or in members of a targeted group, making them question their own memory, perception, and sanity. Using denial, misdirection, contradiction, and lying, gaslighting involves attempts to destabilize the victim and delegitimize the victim's belief beliefs so that's that's really the the big trigger for the movie so having said all of that what were three things you expected from this movie well verbal and physical abuse i mean you could say mr anson was also physically abusive to her i mean there was some shaking and things like oh, that. oh right yeah and there's guns i mean you said there are one there's one big trigger warning, but I mean, there's other, there's other sort of oh, okay. minor things. I do know. you want to talk about those? I just do. Okay. Like there's a there's some physical physical abuse, and um, so anyway, second thing I, I expected was a gaslight installer or salesperson, like okay, just trying to. Just trying to figure out where literal gaslight would fit into this. Thirdly, uh, a woman acting hysterical. Okay. So, did you expect to like this movie? I thought it would be interesting. Uh, I gave it three stars. I, uh, yeah, I had high hopes. Um, so, what was your one-sentence TV Guide summary? I already gave you my summary. Oh, wait. And if you don't believe me, then you are going crazy, and you should probably go lie down. (laughs) Oh, man. 
you want me to stop doing that? Would you like me to tell you what IMDb had to say? Sure. Gaslight is from 1944. Hmm. It's not rated. It's an hour and 54 minutes. A crime drama film noir. And it says, Years after her aunt was murdered in her home, a young woman moves back into the house with her new husband. However, he has a secret that he will do anything to protect, even if it means driving his wife insane. So. See, that's interesting that they would sort of ruin. Not ruin, but like as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, like. Am I, like, I know what gaslighting is, and I know, you know, sort of the, I assume what's going to happen at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, if I don't know what this, what gaslighting means, and I don't know what the movie's about, we could really be seeing someone going crazy, because that would be the experience of, you know, of this woman, you know, we're sort of seeing the world through her, her through her eyes. So until we actually see like a people inter- intervening and going, "Hey, wait, something's not right here." Uh-huh. That's the first clue you have that, "Oh, okay, she is not crazy. This person is doing something horrible to her." Right. So like to sort of, you know, you're you know, you're giving away some of the plot points in it, the description. It's like, "Let's describe the sixth sense." Well, everybody's dead. <laughs> um this uh, this movie is set in 1880 London, and they're in Italy for a few scenes. Um, I just wanted to point that out uh, because we both had questions about it. I think after looking at the costuming, we weren't sure what uh, what time frame. And because it used gaslights, like, what time frame are we looking at here? So 1880 London. So how did things meet or not meet your expectations? Yeah, I mean, I think I I got what I was looking... Well, not looking for. <laughs> it was what I expected it would be for... Uh, what's the word? An eponymous? Like, it co- this this movie coined a term. Uh-huh. So, that can either go... That can either, like, make a lot of sense or make very little sense. Like, it, you know, my expectation would be, like, this should be exactly what it is. Instead of, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it could be, like... Anyway. Um, we should probably mention that the reason it's called gaslighting is because when Gregory Anton, her husband, would sneak out and go up to the boarded-up room upstairs, um, he would turn on the gaslight up there which would cause the gas lights in the bottom part of the house where um, Paula, Ingrid Bergman's character, was. It would cause those gas lights to go down. But to when, dim a little, yeah. Right. But when she would tell Gregory, you know, oh, I think somebody is messing with the gas, you know, because the lights went down while you were gone. And he would say, oh, no, you're just imagining that the lights went down, right. you know. That didn't really happen. You don't know what you're talking about. So that's where the actual, like, that's how it connects to the modern phrase is, like, him trying to convince her that the gaslight going down is not what she's seeing. Yeah, it connects perfectly. Unlike, say, catfishing. Uh Uh-huh. 
you're familiar with the term catfishing. Right. It means you, like, trick someone online. You, like, give them a fake picture, and then when they come to meet you and you look totally different. Right. Usually not as attractive as the picture that you sent to them. So the original documentary, Catfish, um, Catfish was, like, a description that the... Anyway, it's it's a convoluted sort of thing. Like, the person doing the tricking... Like, a catfish had nothing to do with it. If you ever... If you've seen the original documentary? I have not seen the original documentary. It's really good. Um, yeah, the woman doing the tricking, if I can ruin that for you. Uh-huh. It's still... It's still... It's still an interesting... It's still an interesting movie, even if you know this part. So the woman doing the tricking is actually, like... She's in a marriage that she's not, like, super happy with, and she has, like... Anyway, her circumstances are very sad. I won't go into it. Um, but the the husband says that her... The husband sort of likes the the wife, the, the woman who's doing the tricking. Uh-huh. And she... Because she's, like, she's feisty, and she's always doing something, like... Um, she's always doing something wild. He wasn't... He wasn't aware how wild things she was up to. Um, he said that, oh, she's my catfish. Like, a catfish will, like, will like poke other fish. Like, hey, come on, come on, come on. Which I didn't realize that was a behavior of catfish. Me either. But evidently, like, a catfish will keep other fish on their toes, I guess. Which I didn't know about. But anyway. So, yeah. I was hoping we would get a... We wouldn't get a catfish... Hope I wouldn't get catfished by this <laughs> And I was not. Gaslight is a very appropriate term. I agree. So, has your has your star rating changed? So, this was difficult. Because for a film, the way it was shot, um, it's very moody and, you know, moody. You know, we're in London, so it's foggy, and they go out of their way to make it look foggy. Anyway, it looked great. And the story was compelling, but it was so frustrating. I, I gave it four stars. I gave it. I bumped it up to four stars because I thought it was a great movie. But like, if I never see it again, that's fine because it was just so frustrating to watch this guy tear this woman apart. This this sociopath just tear this woman apart. It it was. I mean, I already said I wanted to reach through the TV and just. Just strangle him. It was infuriating to see how he was treating her and knowing it's that's exactly what happens when someone is gaslit. Yeah. Like you're see like you're seeing why it's called that and it's just Ugh. like someone like has an outburst of anger and then like you react like in an appropriate way, like, whoa, that's not cool. And the guy go, oh, like, why, why are you acting that way? That's you, you're, you're the one acting in an inappropriate way, right? Oh, I, it's so aggravating. I actually wrote down some of the things that I noticed were signs of abuse or gaslight and or gaslighting. Okay. Um, first of all, Paula and Gregory have known each other for less than a month when they get married. Mm. That's kind of a red flag. Um, even though Paula said. You know, I want to take a vacation, kind of think things over. Um, he followed her there to where she was going and then, like, convinced her for him to stay. And they ended up getting married in Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, he isolates her from people. 
not wanting people to come over, not wanting her to go out, telling people she's sick all the time. Mm. He points out her alleged flaws. She forgets things. She loses things. Um, which, of course, she doesn't. He's moving the things around or putting them in her purse and then taking them out or yeah. taking them out and then putting them back in. You Making know? noise and then saying there's no noise. Right. Um, when we first meet Cameron, Brian Cameron, she kind of smiles and bows to him in the park and Gregory's like, well, why'd you do that? Do you know him? Mm. Is he from your past? Like very um, controlling and inquisitive about things that are not his business. She clearly becomes afraid of him. She's afraid of waking him up. She's afraid of disturbing him. She's afraid of making him angry. This one made me so mad. Okay. He flirts with the maid, Nancy, a.k.a. Angela Lansbury. Which, by the way, wow, but okay. Right in front of Paula. Yeah. And then basically calls Paula ugly to her face and in front of Nancy. Like, demeaning your wife in front... I mean, there's a lot of upstairs, downstairs, you know class issues but demeaning your wife in front of a subordinate is humiliating and she was humiliated Mm -hmm. like we already said he tells her she's imagining things and he calls her hysterical and a liar and she all of those things put together makes her start questioning her own sanity Mm -hmm. and whether like this person who she married, who she loves, why would you doubt if he says, oh, you know, you lost that thing, like, well, you forgot you lost it. And it's like, well, did I forget? Why Why would Gregory lie to me? I love him and he loves me. That's the thing about, that's the nature of forgetting things, right? Right. You're not going to remember that you forgot. Right, exactly. Those were just a few of the reasons that I personally found it infuriating. Did you notice other... Well, that's a very good list, but what makes me... I was thinking about this as we were watching the movie, and now when you when I hear that whole list all together, that's like a parallel with how a cult works. Right. You know, like you catch people when they're in a transition, mm-hmm. the way Paula was in a transition when she right. was going through something traumatic and looking for an answer. Right. And then you you say you you become like this larger-than-life, amazing, like, you know... Um, he, he he has a really strong personality and was like, oh, you're going to, uh, this person is so wonderful in my life and they're so in love and everything like that. And then systematically like breaking you down and controlling everything and mm-hmm. saying, no, 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 what you think is reality is not reality. You're, you're lying to yourself, blah, blah, blah. And just I like. I know what's best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just breaking you down until you get what you want out of the person, which is. You know, usually money in a cult. Like, this, Anton's ultimate goal was to get the jewels from the aunt. Right. The aunt who had died, which was the transitional phase. Which was the transitional phase. You're talking about the trauma of her aunt being murdered in their house because she was raised by her aunt because her parents are dead. Which just means she's probably even more reaching out for someone to love, someone to, you know, listen to her. Um 
maybe someone to take care of her. I don't know. We don't really see how independent or not she is before she meets Anton. So, yeah. yeah. So before we go any further, I feel like this, um, I feel like the title is evoked in the first few seconds of the movie because while the titles are going, uh-huh. we see a gaslight. Oh, really? <laughs> There's a gaslight burning right next to the titles. Oh, I don't think I noticed that. I yeah. don't know why. So I'm like, you know what? I think this counts. <laughs> Something I did really like, um, well, this is towards the end, but when Brian Cameron finally figures out what's going on, he's followed Gregory Anton um, and realized he's, like, through the skylight, getting in the boarded up second or third floor I, for, I think it's the third, third floor, floor I think, yeah. um, where they've stored all of her aunt's things they mm. put them up there because they reminded um, Paula too much of her and they were upsetting her yes. um, so when Brian finally figures out what's going on he goes to her house and confirms everything she's been seeing like hey did the did the gas lights just dim do you hear that sound upstairs? And she's like, oh, my God, someone else hears it, too. Mm. It's not me. I'm not going crazy. Then she finds the letter that um, that yeah. Anton claimed there was never a letter. Yeah. And I think that's when she begins to realize, like, that, se- that short series of events, Brian confirming everything she had been... Um, experiencing plus finding the letter is like okay i'm not crazy mm-hmm. and my husband is a giant <laughs> asshole <laughs> right what is happening mm-hmm. so but then she begins to doubt herself again because brian tells elizabeth the housekeeper you need to protect her um have her interest in mind so Elizabeth, knowing Anton will be mad if he hears another man was in the house, when Paula tells Anton, oh, I didn't break into your desk, which is where they found the letter. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a man who was here who came to see me. And Elizabeth is like, there is no man here. And She, she was pretty convincing, too, like uh, as a liar. Oh, yeah. Very straight-faced. And I don't know how gaslighting works in a big house like that, or at all, but wouldn't the gaslight be, is Elizabeth, okay, I guess my question is this, is Elizabeth and Nancy, the two maids, are they in on this too somehow? Because Paula would ask Elizabeth, oh, did you hear that noise upstairs? Did you see the lights flicker? And she's like, no, 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 I don't see any of that. So, what I think happened with the noises, because I noticed that too, is she was help and Elizabeth was helping Paula undress, and Paula said, oh, Nan- uh, oh, Elizabeth, did you hear those noises? And she said, what, miss? What was that? So, it's like, okay, her hearing isn't good, and maybe mm. that's why she didn't hear the noises upstairs. Okay. I don't think she ever asked about, well... She asked about the lights being dim by saying, Elizabeth, did you turn on the gas downstairs? The lights dimmed in here. And she's like, no, no, I've had the stove on all day. You know, I haven't, I haven't done anything else, and Nancy's out. So 
I don't think mm. they were really clear on why the lights were dimming. But I think the noise thing was because she was she couldn't hear very well. I don't think Elizabeth was in on it. I think Nancy probably didn't know about the jewels, but was willing to run away with someone else's husband if that opportunity arose. Yeah. And I guess you're not you don't want to be involved if you're, you know, the the help. Like if if someone is getting sick, you know, if if someone is mentally, you know, breaking down, Mm-hmm. I can see not wanting to like be involved. Right. Yeah. Especially like, probably in the 1880s. And right, because the dude, the the man's in charge. Right. In this, in this weird world, even though like that's her house. Yeah, he has to. Not in my house. It is not your house, sir. No. Good day. I said good day. I mean, yeah, it's the, the, the patriarchy is the reason to the, is the answer to the question that I have. Yes. The question is like, this house just tortures Paula. Yes. Why not move? Well, I don't know if she was entirely ready to let go of her aunt's house. That's true. I mean, just from sentimentality, because that's where she grew up. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, why not, you know, at least get an apartment or something? Ingrid Bergman in this movie, she had, I mean, movies of that era tend to have a little overacting anyway, but she, <laughs> uh, even factoring that in, yeah. she was amazing. Yeah. I totally bought that she was losing her mind. Did she believe that she was losing her mind? Yes. At the, well, we haven't got to the end yet, but at the end when she's telling off Gregory. Um, that was great. It was amazing. I loved it. I loved that she, I loved how she portrayed it, and then I loved how she got to have the final word. Yeah. So to speak. Like, at first, my, oh, no, don't, like, like, don't let him go. Because conceivably, he could have just, he could, he could have, he could have slipped out through the, the skylight, and that would have been it. Because the two guys who knew the police officer and Brian. Mm Mm-hmm. Were there in the house that they were no longer, you know. So conceivably, he could have slipped out. I'm like, oh, please don't, don't let this happen. Right. But she got to turn it around back on him by saying, "Oh, oh, you must this be isn't, crazy. This isn't a knife." As she's holding a knife in her hand, and then she throws it away. <laughs> oh, I must have lost the knife. Where is it? I can't find <laughs> it. So that was that made me feel good. Yeah. Are you ready to move on to the Bechdel test? I am. I'm going to say that it passed. It does pass. And it passes fairly early because Paula and bloodthirsty Bessie, as her husband calls her, (laughs) the nosy busybody, uh, Miss Thwaites. She's so annoying. They talk about, you know, what they're planning to do in Italy. And then they talk about the murder. Although um, Miss Thwaites doesn't know that it was Paula's aunt that was murdered. Right. They talk about you know what happened and that was pretty that was when she was going to italy when you know um gregory shows up and is like i couldn't leave you you know when Mm -hmm. when she explicitly told him i want to be alone yeah i mean it it passes more than that because you know elizabeth talks to 
I would say Elizabeth talking to uh, Paula about the noises and the gaslight because she doesn't know it's her husband. Mm-hmm. They're not talking about him. They're talking about these experiences that she's having. So I think that would pass as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't think much more time should go by before we point out. So Angela Lansbury, who plays Nancy in this movie, uh-huh. she in the I think it was seventies and eighties, uh, uh, starred in a in a television program called Murder She Wrote. That was in the eighties and nineties. Thank you very much. Eighties and nineties. Yes. Okay. Well, gosh, it looks like the seventies when I see it. <laughs> um. Where, what, it's like small town Maine. Cabot Cove, Maine. (laughs) Cabot Cove. And, yeah, so she solves all these murders, and she's a murder, she's an author of, you know, mystery, right? A mystery Uh author. So it's funny that, like, there's a murder in this movie, in the house. Okay. Where she's a maid. Hmm? Two things. Okay. Jessica Fletcher is a serial killer. Okay, yes, obviously. Second thing... There's an episode of Murder, She Wrote. Jessica Fletcher is the character that Angela Lansbury plays. That involves gaslighting. Really? Yeah. Which is interesting considering she was in the movie. I mean, it wasn't the first movie. There was a 1938 play, and then there was a 1940 movie. I just prefer the Ingrid Bergman version, which Uh is 1944, because I think she's amazing. Wow. So it's sort of like, in a way... It's like Bella Lugosi after he after he played Dracula, uh-huh. he kind of played Dracula for the rest of his life, <laughs> and then was buried like in the cape. Was he really? He was buried in the cape. <laughs> no joke. So, um, for disability portrayal, I don't think. I mean, we don't know Paula's full medical history, of course, but in yep. in the circumstances which were shown, I don't think she has a mental illness because he's the one manipulating her. Yeah. But I will say, after the traumatic events of her aunt's death and now her abusive husband, PTSD is a high likelihood. Sure. So, um, but we don't really see the aftermath of all of these events and how she deals with them. We don't even really see how she deals with her aunt's death other than going to Italy and um, and working with the voice teacher that her aunt worked with. Mm-hmm. Which is how she met Gregory Anton. He was the piano player. Right. And then we later find out he was also the piano player for her aunt. Dun-dun-dun. Mm. So, are there any pop culture references you now understand? I mean, besides the big one, which we've already gone over at length. Right. <laughs> Gaslighting itself. Uh, yeah, I think that's enough. So, I wanted to give a couple of examples in pop culture of gaslighting besides just this movie. Okay. Um, as you know, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation is one of my favorite uh, shows. Mm. They have a couple of episodes um, that involve gaslighting, but probably the most well-known is um, Chain of Command, where... Um, Picard gets captured by Cardassians, and Chloe, you must let me go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, Cardassians. Okay. Um, and he's being tortured, and the Cardassian shows him 
four lights, but keeps telling him there are five lights. I asked how many lights you see. There are four lights. I don't understand how you can be so mistaken. Shall we begin again? How many lights are there? What lights? Tell me how many lights you see. How many? This is your last chance. The guards are coming. Don't be a stubborn fool. How many? So just trying, like, it was portrayed as torture because that's what it is. Gaslighting is a form of torture, I think. Sure. In uh, one of your favorite shows, The Office, pretty much all the pranks, well, not all the pranks, a lot of the pranks that Jim plays on Dwight fall under this category, um, particularly when... Jim and Pam tried to convince Dwight that uh, Jim had been an Asian American this whole time. <laughs> Morning, Dwight. Who are you? Who am I? I'm Jim. We've been working together for 12 years. Weird joke, Dwight. You're not Jim. Jim's not Asian. You seriously never noticed? Hey. Hats off to you for not seeing race. All right then, Jim. Uh, why don't you tell me about that sale that you made yesterday? 
uh, Wellington Systems sold them 10 cases of 24-pound letter stock. Or were you talking about Krieger Murphy because I didn't close that one yet, but I'm hoping I've got a voicemail from Paul Krieger waiting for me. Please enter your password. You have one new message. How did you know? No, no, no. That is sensitive information only for employees, not outsiders. Dwight, cut it out. I'm trying to work. You don't work here. You're not Jim. Jim, I got us that dinner reservation. Greek goes 730. Oh, great. Can't wait. Jim's at the dentist this morning, and Steve is an actor friend of ours. I don't know who you are, but you are not Jim. This is Jim. Home. Oh, dude. Oh, how did... <gasps> See, now I feel bad. I feel bad for laughing at Asian Asian Jim. Yes. <laughs> and then probably, like, one that just struck me as soon as we started watching it is The Truman Show. He starts to yeah. realize, hey, something's not right here. And people just keep telling him, no, no, this is normal. It's fine. Um, and he's like, no, I think people are watching me. Um, and he starts to realize that he's part of this TV show or that something like that is going on. And people just keep telling him, you know, but then it's feels, not happening. He feels like he's going crazy. Right. Because, like, I, I, I mean, that's, a you know, being like a, par- a paranoid, delusional person is going to think that there's a television show being made of them and that everyone's watching them. And right. Their thought, every thought is being broadcast. Right, But exactly. it is for him. Yes. Which is just, uh, ugh. Yeah, you know, going back to Dwight for a second, because I do love The Office, like, Jim, like, Jim is, like, really a terrible, he's terrible in many, for many different reasons, which we won't go into, but, like, Dwight is not very, he's very gullible. That's true. He's very gullible, and Jim takes advantage of that. Yes. And yeah, Dwight is not very likable, and he's sort of a weirdo, and it's easy to laugh at him. But yeah, like, like there's a sincerity. Like when Jim, Jim, Jim tries to convince Dwight at one point that there, uh, that the new guy, Clark, uh-huh. or new Dwight, uh-huh. in the last season, the first episode of the last season, that Clark. Um, was giving a karate demonstration and that there's a there's a belt above black <laughs> and Dwight's like there's no there's no belt above black and he's like there's a belt above black <laughs> like he immediately buys into it and I'm like oh how would the movie be different with today's technology so i would think that if we did a version of gaslight today that it would, the, the, the abuser would have to be, and I mean, you know, obviously gaslighting happens in many different ways, and that's a, re- it's a real thing that happens. Uh-huh. But I mean, like, this situation where he's really trying to break this woman down and steal, you know, if we, if we try to keep the whole plot as it is, uh-huh. he, I think he would have to work a lot harder. Uh-huh. Because with your devices and texting and like like I'm gonna text I'm gonna text my friend like if you're sorry if you're the abuser I'm gonna text my friend like okay here's what's going on 
can you tell me if this is reality or not reality? Because I'm just, I feel like I'm having a break with reality. Tell me, blah, blah, blah. If he hasn't isolated that person. Or if I haven't isolated you from your friends yet. Right. You may not yep. have anybody to, to text. Yeah, that's... Or you may not even have a phone if he if, if I'm controlling your every move. Right. Like, it would have to be... There would have to be a... Re- you know, just like with... Just like with... Uh, with, like, horror movies now and drama, you have mm. to get rid of cell... Like, cell phones yeah. are a problem. Yeah. And devices and the internet in general. Yeah, because what, um, what I had written down was, of course, there are a lot of movies today that involve some form of gaslighting, like The Truman Show that we just talked about. Mm. Um, but if there was a direct remake of this movie, what would be the equivalent of the gaslight going down when another Ooh. is turned on? Ooh, that's good. Because I think that kind of goes with your device. Like... If I if if you had a phone, we're saying I'm the terrible person here. Mm-hmm. You had a phone, you could go into your settings and see if you can find my location. You would be able to tell I'm upstairs. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um. So I'm th- I was thinking like you know when you turn the dishwasher on, like the water pressure in the like if I if I was taking a shower, the water pressure in the shower would go down. Mm. But that wouldn't really involve jewels, so I don't know. I don't know what the equivalent would be. Maybe if, like, taking the uh, uh, the GPS, find my iPhone, sort of thing. Uh huh. If there was a way to like spoof your location. Uh huh. So if the abuser was a uh, was a computer whiz and could like spoof your position. You know, mm-hmm. or you know, or spoofing an email and saying like, "Well, see, yeah, still, there's not. I don't think there there isn't a very clean, crisp way of doing it the way that gaslighting would would be." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have to think of that. Maybe, maybe come out with an update. Well, if we think of one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything else to discuss? Yes. So Nancy the maid. A.K.A. Jessica Fletcher. A.K.A. Angela Lansbury. Yes. Uh, She refers to the mistress of the house as she. And Gregory Anton corrects her. The mistress of the house is not a she. You know. The mistress of the house is not a she, he goes. Right? Uh So, my mother would always insist that we not use pronouns when we talk about her. She's like, I'm not a she. I'm your mother. And I'm like, what? This, what? Yeah. I mean, this isn't a rule that I ever really came across. Like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? You're not a. Sh- I don't know. It was. Did I miss a chapter in Emily Post? I don't. Right. Like, like. Mother said that mother's things should always be on mother's table. Like, is that how you want me to talk? It's very cumbersome. <laughs> I'm sure Anton was thinking, like, for example, if Nancy said she uh, she wanted the the fire lit or whatever, that he would want her to say the mistress wanted the fire lit. But yeah, when you're talking about like with your mom, not using pronouns in that context doesn't make any sense at all. Oh, it just sounds it's a ridiculous sentence. Yeah, she just she just hated that. She just thought pronouns were very disrespectful. That's so strange. Yeah. 
I guess we were, well, we were servants, maybe. <laughs> so, that about wraps it up. You can find us on a bunch of platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. We're also on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network at CosmicPotatoNetwork.com. You can find a lot of other great shows there, so check that out. And as for us, just go to WaitYou'veNeverSeen.com to find links, social media, and contact information. Leave us some feedback and let us know if you have any suggestions for movies or TV shows we should watch. That's our show for today. Next time we'll be continuing Messed Up Movie Month with Choke. Thanks for listening. <laughs>